Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. Today's podcast is just a quick podcast from our trip in New York about seven weeks ago now. This one's with Stuart Cherry. There's a longer form podcast that I did in audio form with him uh, late last, early last year. And uh, when we went over there, I was really looking forward to meeting Stu. Um, we've been working with the guys over there for quite a while, so it was really nice to get to meet him in person from the same part of the world as me. Went to university around the same time, and he's done excellent. So he's uh, managed to scale the Oliver James operation over there. They're definitely one of the best in financial services recruitment. And uh, yeah, we got to have a good look around the office and see the buzz and meet meet the people we placed and... It was just a really great experience and uh, a great lad, had great banter with him. If you are from Australia or America and you're listening to this, you may find our accents a little strong, but uh, hopefully it will come out all right and you'll get some benefit from it. Uh, New York's awesome and he's living the dream there. So over to Stu. Good to meet you too. The, the public demanded that I flew over to follow up on our podcast. It was so good. Yeah, well, I was really expecting uh, a second one. I'm glad we're not doing this in the bath. I know last time it was really important. So uh, we weren't both in the bath? No, 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 no not this time at least. So, but a time difference. Um, Stu calls me a bit about candidates, and uh, I'm usually in the bath. Anyway, through a funny thing to share to start the podcast. It's been a long couple of days. Keep that on your head. I'm so sorry. All right, so you're, you're taller than I thought you were. Yes, I know, yes. I'm so disappointed in that. Everybody at me is six foot four over here. Pretty much. Get away. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, long form one we did before, covered your background, yeah. all the rest. Today we're going to talk New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. How long have you been here? I've been here three and a half years at this point. I uh, moved over in September 2015. Um, when we set up, I think I said to you last time, um, when we set up the business, we had done so in early 2015 based in the UK. Mm. So after about seven, eight months, we were at the point where we need to get over here. And yeah. um, yes, we moved over then. So just you, we're in a, we're in a cool wee workspace here. Yes, yeah, yeah, we moved in here about a year ago. Um, so when we moved over, there was myself and five of my colleagues. Yeah. Um, and as of today, we're at 43 right. in the office. So yeah. 43, so you must be outgrowing this now, right? Yeah, we have, we've actually had to um, expand. Um, we're in Midtown Manhattan on, on Fifth Ave here. Um, we've had to expand our office space uh, twice since we purchased the place in May of last year, uh-huh. um, just due to the size. And the, the, the great thing about, not to go talk about we work, but the great thing about we work is they have flexibility in order to do that. Yeah. So we've been able to scale up, scale up, scale up. You know, we've added probably about 15 people in the last year. Um, and it's enabled us to, to grow, and we're currently going through another extension at the moment. Where's most of your growth coming from? Which markets do you need to invest in? So, again, a few of the things you were looking to, to know in terms of the hot markets yeah. and so on. But because we are, the, the markets we work in, and I'm going to demonstrate my multilingual skills here. Um, I speak obviously Irish, English, 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 and American English. Okay. Um, so, the niche markets that the yeah. Americans would understand, um, markets that we work in. Be it actuarial, underwriting, finance, and IT, those markets are all very scalable yeah. you know, in terms of our expansions. And the big two that we're seeing right now are certainly the IT market, which uh, again, I know you're not planning that yourself, um, and finance. 
uh, accountancy. Yeah, that not was huge for us. It's funny. I'm finding that I'm getting better talent, finance talent from the UK wanting to move over here. Mm. Maybe over the I'm getting a lot of IT people that want to go to LA. Yep. Are you are you seeing a lot of good talent coming from UK in terms of finance profiles or? What, what do you see most of? It's a good question. Um, we see so much so many people coming from the UK. I've seen a lot recently, and actually even here in the states, from like the construction and engineering markets, and right. um, manufacturing markets, especially like places in the Midwest. Here, you know, those markets are great and they're, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me at the moment, the amount of people wanting to leave the UK to come to the US, yeah. to Australia, maybe you've seen in the Middle East, is is I've never seen it higher. Really? Do you think? Do you think Brexit? Brexit. I think maybe just Brexit. You look at margins. You know what's the average margin in the UK now? Maybe fifteen percent. You know, average fees are ten k if you're lucky, yeah. ten thousand pounds if you're lucky, and you can come over here and our average fees are like thirty five thousand yeah. dollars. I know it's more expensive being in New York, and we can get into that in a second. But you know, the actual commercial value being here for yeah. for business and for individuals. Um, I think a lot of people in the UK um, have, have, have twigged onto this and realised you know, I'm slogging my guts here yeah. um, in an incredibly competitive markets with reduced margins, with smaller fees, with a hell of a lot of uncertainty um, and predominantly pretty bad weather. Now I know you brought the snow with you today here, from, um, but generally speaking, I think it's um, I honestly don't understand why you wouldn't consider an international move if you got the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Prices are quieter again. The only time, if we didn't have the two kids under two, I think we'd be out here already, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, actually, it's the longest time we've spent anywhere in the last 10 years is in the UK in the last two years. <laughs> uh, so we just had a meet with Jeremy Witzel, who uh, she works with you guys, but they help contractor management and insurance right. and yeah. all of that. Yeah, sure. So there's 90 firms in New York, mm-hmm. either working from the UK in New York, yeah. or have, and he said probably 50 of them have offices here now. Yeah. That's insane. Where did they all come from? Oh, it's insane. Like, I mean, Even so, at the time we've, we've been speaking. Oh, easy. Like, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at even Rectorex, for argument's sake. That's right. It, it, when we landed here in, in 2015, there was no Rectorex that we were aware of in, 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 in the US. Um, and a handful, yourself included, there's a handful that we had looked at, you know, in the UK. But again, the US was a market that very few people had much of a grasp on. Yeah. Um, no one had really penetrated. No one had a really good grasp of Americans that are here, or Brits and all these Irish that are physically here. Yeah. Um, but in the last three, four years, it's exploded. It really has, and obviously for businesses such as ourselves, we've been able to grow, but. I'm sort of glad we came when we did because we've been able to lay down foundations. Yeah. We've been able to get you know board level investment um, at that early stage. Mm-hmm. But it is a massive. There's a scrap for talent. Yeah, like more than you know we've seen at any point that that, that we've been here. Um, but I think the good thing you know for again for consultants, recruit consultants out there and they're interested in the US, the one thing with more British firms here, with the American firms here, you've got a choice now, you've yeah. got options, um, and I'll be honest, I, I think we as a business, and I as a, you know, someone who does hire, like, I don't really, like, I'm glad that people have options, yeah. and if I interview someone, 
and they don't need to deal with us. I tell them to go out and do with other businesses. Yeah. Because it's a big decision. No, it's a big decision. It's a huge yeah. decision. Um, and I don't think you can fear competition. You've got to yeah. sort of embrace it and, and, and enjoy that. From our own business, when we started doing this, I mean, there was, there was like you know, Walters and Page and S3. Yeah, we didn't really do much work in the fine group, but there wasn't much outside of that. Yep. And then, as soon as you guys arrived, every quarter, then three more popped yep. up. Yep. I think we'll probably have to change our status and start hunting for people in the US because there's so much here now. Yeah. I, I keep getting much luck getting people from other firms that are over here. I, I, is your strategy to build up from grads in the marketplace? to supplement the international stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how does that growth look for you? Uh, it's a really good question. I think for us it is diversifying how we work. Um, and we've discussed this at length previously, but we aren't just a business now that are saying that we've worked in the UK, this has been successful in the UK, and yeah. we are going to demand that this happens here. You know, we are evolving and adapting to the environment as well. Um, I had a, a really good interview with an experience chat earlier on today and we were just talking with this that mm. you can't expect to get 360 recruiters that you get in the UK here you just cannot do it yeah. and I think there's a number of reasons the, the, the way that the contract market is here now um, and yeah. the firm markets they're different markets so for me contract is really uh, it lends itself to this 180 model I agree um, and actually in many ways there's, there's three the three key components of, of recruitment that, that you know that everybody knows there's the sourcing head on inside. Yeah. There's the account management and then there's the cold business development. Yeah. Um, and in many ways what we're trying to do here is provide platforms for people to do all three, yeah. i.e. in a 360 role, or people to do one of those roles yeah. and, and develop themselves. Because there are people who again are phenomenally good at one of those aspects. Yeah. Great, well be the best you can be at that because there's a market here. Contract, someone would like to either manage existing client, bring in new clients, great. We go out and try to find people with that experience. Yeah. People who enjoy the candidate piece, great. We've got markets, we've got desks, we've got teams that can facilitate that sort of experience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how we've developed, you know, in terms of the growth model. Again, grads, people from the, from the US, people from you know overseas, we will look at them and our growth plans are you know, extensive, as I'm sure. Look at them, they're still fussy. We're, we're, <laughs> you can't, you can't, yeah, no, you're dead, mate. But, but you know the funny thing is, dude, I think it, it, it's so, so, so important that you do not dilute the, the, the quality. Sure. I think what you need to look at, though, is where is that quality and what does that quality look like? Yeah. Quality on the candidate side can be different than a 360 recruiter. Sure. But it's what you're hiring. And I think this is really a key, key point that you get your strategy right, you get your, your systems right, you get your processes right, because you can get someone who's quality at candidates. So you, you have to, as a leader now, you're going to have to retrain your management team to be able to drive those. Yeah, that's a busy, that's a busy number to go, actually guys, we're not doing the same thing we do in every other is that, is that been a big challenge? You know, it, it definitely has been, um, but I think it's what we'd rather do now about 40 people than try to remember 120. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good time to, to do that. And ultimately as well, you know, for managers, you know, when you step up from, you could be a nine out of 10 consultant, yeah. but when you become a manager, you're two out of 10, and you're learning your trade, yeah. and you're learning how to be a manager, and, and, or an associate director, director, principal, whatever you may be. Um, and I think it's part of that training and development, but you know, it's not easy, you know, and yeah. I think, 
anyone who's a billing manager out there, they are the most sought after, in demand, required skill set in any business yeah. because it's the toughest gig. So uh, let's jump into that person who's sitting in a room in Manchester who used to be you, mm -hmm. who used to be me, mm -hmm. for three years in. What, what, like, tell me, what, what, what does their background look like to get moved to the, to the US now? Um, there's the what we want and what we need. Let's, let's go through both. Um, I think first and foremost, what you need, you need someone, if you've got a degree, you need three years of recruitment experience. Mm -hmm. This You're sticking around that, aren't you? I, I wish it was me. It's unfortunately the, the government. It's, <laughs> it's um, the, the administration. Some, some lawyers are a bit more creative than others. Again, again, some people write fiction, some people write facts. Yeah. Um, and I think just to, to save yourself a lot of um, worry and anxiety, yeah. you, three years and, and a degree is what will guarantee. Yeah. You have a better chance of being guaranteed. Granted, there's no guarantees of getting a visa, but you will be stronger than that. If you do not have a degree, you're safer looking at four and a half to five years experience. Um, they do say in an ideal world that you will come from the market or a market, yeah. but I don't think that matters too much. Um, for me, if you're a manager, you can get a manager visa. If you're a specialist, you can get a specialist. So that's the you know the, uh, the legal aspect. Um, yeah. For me though, ultimately, you need someone who is positive Somebody's going to work hard, and somebody's got fire in their belly because this is not an easy market. I thought it was easy. Everybody's making loads of money. They're making loads of money, but they're working bloody hard for it. And you know, they say like it's the wild west, you, yeah. and you you know, go digging for gold, but you got to go digging all the time, digging all the time, and digging deep. Because one thing I find here um, is that clients here are not impressed easily. When it comes to candidates, really, yeah, your service offering and all that sort of stuff is really important, but it's about delivery, mm -hmm. um, and you get one shot. You, you, you do really, um, and the whole I've interviewed plenty of people, and they say, oh, you know, if I'm English or Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Australian, whatever, oh, my accent, it doesn't matter. Damn, not in New York. They've heard it a million times yeah, before. Right. Um, it's about delivery, and I think that that's what we've had to go through, yeah. um, and just being better than. Your competition, yeah. um, but I think to, to make you know, that's your question, you've got to have those things. You've got to be prepared to work hard, and um, you've got to be prepared to, to be resilient. Yeah, you know because it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not going to come in here in a whirlwind and, and, and get deals in the first couple of months. Yeah. You, you do need to put some some time into it. Um, sure. But that resilience, patience, etc., yeah. um, is important. Um, but I think someone who's just backs themselves, that, that truly thinks that. that I can challenge myself in one of the most demanding marketplaces, one of the most demanding cities on the globe. I come over here and make a success mm -hmm. because you can if you've got the right attitude, if you've yeah. got the right belief, and, and you're a sponge. Yeah. My boss Oliver talks about this all the time. You can have rocks and you can have sponges. Yeah. And some of you absorb information if you want to get better. I think that for me is, is, is the key thing. Do you ever wonder what your life would be like if you had just sat in Manchester? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you can take that further and think, well, what happens if I just sat on that actual contract desk yeah. that, that I decided it was asked to leave in 2013 and to set up our, you know, our short-lived oil and gas market? You think about it all the time, but what's the point? Yeah. You know, so, move forward. So somebody's, somebody's uh, been lucky enough to get through the process with you. Yeah. Get in. You're saying, look, it's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. How long does it take before they can start living a bit of cash in the checks? Um, 
again, like playing devil's advocate, that's up to them. But I think you need to give yourself at least six months. You, you do to, there's, there's a big commitment. If, you, if you're moving companies, say you live in New York and you're moving companies, first and foremost, there's that. Yeah. Um, if you're maybe moving markets, there's that. Yeah. If you're emigrating to countries, yeah. new city, there's that. Um, so there's a hell of a lot that's thrown at you in your first six months of moving into a new company, let alone yeah. city, culture, country, etc. Um, but I think you give yourself six months to get your feet under the table, to become acclimatized to where you're at. Um, and a point I would always stress to any new hire that we make, especially if they come from overseas or they move to New York from another city, get a life outside of work as soon as you can. How are you doing that? I think yeah, you have to. You've got to get a routine. I got to play soccer, football, you know, a couple of times a week with some Still guys. Yeah, you know, I try to at least. Anyway, going goals more, more than really? more than often. Yeah. Occasionally, just doesn't make it background. Ah, right. I'm tired basically, so I use that as an excuse. Um, but I think you need to do that. I think it's a phenomenal study. And you can you can do things here that they don't necessarily need to break the bank. Yeah. But I think it's so important to be active. You know, look for networking groups, look for I don't know, people who do an improv drama, they do dodgeball, they do softball, that they, yeah. they, they go to like shows, get cheap tickets. There's always something, something, something to do. And and I think that helps because there's no point coming to New York to to work every hour God sends and then go home and maybe catch something on Netflix and then go to bed. There's just no point doing right. that because you can do that anywhere yeah. and pay a hell of a lot less rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's so important. Take advantage of living in a city that doesn't stop, mm. but a city that can provide you and give you so much if you're actually prepared to go out and yeah. take it. You know? We talked to you about, let's go back to the time machine. Mm -hmm. What would you have done sooner or different? You could start your time again in America as a leader, mm -hmm. as, as a builder. Just, I think um, I wish I'd read more. I wish I'd, you know, I, I was never a director until I moved here. Yeah. So he was learning that. So I think I, I wish I'd read a bit more. I wish I had sought advice from people maybe outside of my industry or outside. Wish you had a great podcast to listen to. I wish I had a great podcast to listen to. Um, <laughs> um, I, um, so good the name replies. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, but I think for me that was a key thing. Um, the research is obviously massively important and, and what are you doing to prepare yourself coming here? You know, mm -hmm. I didn't research enough about New York. I sort of yeah, well, I just I, I don't read instructions, I don't like that sort of stuff. It's too I'm the same so I'll just just do it. But I really wish I had been planned and organized a bit more. I wish I had uh, prepared myself um, and research what it's like to, to, to work in America and with Americans. Mm. Uh, I think that would have been the key thing uh, more than anything. I think it would have been very, very helpful and, and adapt quicker to let's, the market. Let's talk about that research thing. Yeah. Um, your uh, best people have choices, right? Mm -hmm. um, right now, as we mentioned, 40 odd firms in New York, mm -hmm. UK recruitment firms, yeah. a, lot, a lot of guys like you, and we've met them all week. Yeah. Fun to be around, they're successful guys, they're all selling something. Mm -hmm. What type of questions should you be asking yourself about your process if you have that choice of so three or four firms? How should you approach that yourself? I think it comes down to a lot of what your motivations are and what you want to do long term. You can pick up a job here that may pay you a very good basic 
uh, and you can be here for a, you know, a relatively short period of time. Is, is coming to New York a life experience or is coming to New York a serious life decision that you want to make? Mm-hmm. So you've you got to understand what your actual motivations are um, and then ask and analyze, you know, what business do I feel will enable me to, to, to achieve the goals that I want? Yeah. What business matches um, what I want in terms of motivations? What business shares the vision that I have? Um, of course, you got to look at processes. I think you, you know, you got to look at things. What's their growth strategy? You know, what's their their um, retention rates? What what are the top bidders? What are the markets like? I said this to a guy um, last week, and unfortunately, we, we lost out on him in the end. He had four offers, but I said to him, ultimately, go with your gut. You know, if you have a chance to meet businesses, great. You can really go warts and all. If you can. To, to just move it slightly, if you have an opportunity, uh, my people I speak to from overseas, that um, especially UK and Ireland, um, I ask them to be been to you for no, I haven't. <laughs> Look, it's six hours on the flight. I know. Right? You can get a flight over here for maybe three hundred pounds or euros. Get over here, you know, invest a grand in it for a weekend and check it out. Yeah. Just check it out. Like ultimately, if you're if you think you're good enough, you can afford to spend the money to come over here sure, yeah. to see. And I think that's really important. Um, but I think you ultimately got to go with your gut. You got to do your research on businesses. Again, I interview so many people, as I'm sure you do, that have gone to a business that hasn't worked out. It didn't do their due diligence. Mm. And like, it didn't work out. Well, like, again, don't be lazy. Yeah. Don't be lazy. This is your career. This is your life. Yeah. You've got to take responsibility. Everyone's going to sell to you. Everyone is going to pre- present the best possible picture for you about what their business can offer. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you should do. Yeah, right. But at the same point in time, take responsibility, take accountability, yeah. research yourself, ask difficult questions. If you get asked difficult questions, I'll be not enough. I bet you don't. Not enough. Yeah. It's important. I mean, you don't want someone to be a yes man or a yes woman. Mm-hmm. That's what we're told. You've got to challenge clients and, you know, in interviews. I think. You know, challenge, ask questions. Ask the difficult questions. Ask the questions that you, know, you may feel are, I don't want to say rude, but you know, maybe close to the bone, but yeah. why the hell not? Sure. Why the hell not? Okay, a couple of life side questions. Sure. What do you love most about New York? You're not allowed to say the energy. What do I love most about New York? You can say the energy. You know, it's, it's not that. I think it's just the variety. Mm-hmm. You know, you really can, you know, the food's great, you know, nightlife's really good, um, the, the, the daylight's really good. You know, there's so much you can do during the day. Like it really is. I think that for me is one of the key things. Uh, the variety of actually living here and enjoying various things. You've got what eight, nine professional sports teams. You yeah. can go watch. They're all. We got the next last night. So. Oh, did you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Did the winner lose? We were so jet lagged. We, we had to go the last part. Oh, you? <laughs> there probably was. I think we lost nineteen out of twenty yeah. games. When we left, it was very close. Oh, really? well, well, that's good enough. Yeah. They don't do ties or draws here, but we got, we got the pictures, you know. Yeah. Did you get a big phone hand? We, we held back just oh, on that one. We were okay. like, oh. Next time, next time. Yeah, I think that for me is, is just great. And there's just so much you can do. And again, in, in a relatively, you, you, you guys, you know, don't especially, you, you look fantastic, you look exhausted. Um, <laughs> you're, it's such a relatively small area. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've um, been around in circles. We have, circles. yeah. But even it's like getting out to Brooklyn and getting out, out to Queens, 
you know, even over to Jersey and stuff, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, and you don't need to be spending a fortune over there. There's some excellent food, some excellent nightlife, some really fun things to do. And that for me is great. You know, you, you complete variety of things. That's yeah, yeah frustrating. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. You know, you're, 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 it's expensive. Yeah, you know, three, four months of the year, the weather's pretty challenging. It's, yeah. I think it's, you're from Northern Ireland, it's pretty challenging there. Yeah, no, it's not just the weather, but it's, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, and, and it is busy. Like, well, to, fair point, like, we're both from, like, the wind rural rain. Ireland, yeah. um, you know, uh, and you put up some... Sub, subtitles will be coming on Subtitles will be coming on It's a good thing we didn't start drinking before this, yeah. we definitely would do. Um, but I think for me, the, 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 it is challenging, you know, it's, it's, it's very busy, it is... Um, like incessant, just doesn't stop. Um, you know, it, it can be pretty pricey, you know, at times. Um, again, you can shop around, of course you can. Um, it doesn't have the convenience factor for me that the UK has. Really? It doesn't have a, like a Tesco's natural, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have those things where you can you just pick things up just around the corner for relatively inexpensive. It's just not the, the yeah. way, at least Manhattan is. You go out further, you might be able to yeah. do that. But um, the weather, it's just all, all I hate using this phrase, um, like, it's awesome but from like April time through to the end of the year it's uh, honestly it's such a fun place to be because you know, there's just stuff happening weather improves it, it, it doesn't rain a lot yeah um, and that's just a, it's a great thing but yeah there's you, you got to put up with some pretty challenging weather my mate Gareth he was on the podcast the, the footballer guy yes yeah. yeah so he was over here with Hayes for a bit before he set up his own farm yeah he said he used to make most of that the, the weekend breaks and the, oh, yeah. the, the public holidays and yeah. gets up skiing or whatever. Do you, do you find that you just get on a flight whenever you get a chance? Or? Yeah, you, you do. Um, but then, as I said, you know, I think, you know, how long do you, does it take to really settle in somewhere? And there's so many, so much part of the US, or sorry, pardon me, um, the Northeast that I haven't really been to yet or explored. Um, and those are things are exciting to do, like getting on a train for an hour and yeah. going somewhere else in Brooklyn or going, you know, up to some part of Jersey. There's some beautiful places up in like Westchester yeah. and to the north of the city. But yeah, for the most part, get on a plane, book a day off early and head off. The size and scale of the US just blows my mind. Yes. We're in the south of England now. Every little town looks the same. Yeah. You know? I come here and I'm like, oh, just to be 25 again and have that. To, to run that, that clock again and yeah. be able to do that, I, I'm sure we'll get to it. <laughs> it's funny because is it like, is it a young person city? I don't really think so. I think it's a city that is a bit like, yeah. But, but if you have kids, I think it's probably like, well, just the, oh, yeah, definitely, there's definite challenges there, of course it is. And, you know, again, do you want to be in a two bed apartment, you know, when there's four of you? You, you, you just don't do it. Um, not when you can be in a house, yeah. you know, whatever it is that you have. Um, Massive hooks. Massive hooks. <laughs> Especially with this podcast and you celebrate so well. Um, but I, I think for me that, that that's the, the great thing is just being able to get out and, and see it. But the scale is, is massive, yeah. But then again, you know, from New York to LA is what, six hours? And, yeah. and you're passing over a whole bunch of fields, a whole bunch of barren land, and a whole bunch of towns in middle America that are, that are identical, you know. Any new offices on the horizon? Yeah, Charlotte is happening in the summer. Um, Moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, you go there. I, I will be splitting my time for an I'm going to move full time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a good team and squad of people that are moving down there, which is quite exciting. Um, so Charlotte's going to be our second office. Uh, really good 
place for us. Do a lot of business down there. Yeah. Um, big, big fintech area, isn't it? Yeah, big fintech, good insurance, just good general financial services. Um, you know, really good spots. Do the Atlanta market from there. So. Exactly. You've got Georgia, you've got Florida, you've got Texas, you've got... You know, Miami, so yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's a really, really good spot. It's like two hours from New York. So that's the next big focus? Yeah, right? yeah. So that's what we're doing at the moment. How does that work? Do you, do you move down like three leaders or...? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're moving down a couple of the leaders just put up their hands and, and asked to, to sort of seize the opportunity. But you know, that's... When you think about it, we grew from... Uh, six people to 43, 42, 43 here in New York. Uh, and it's three years, but the, the platform's there and the foundations yeah. are built. Um, so we'll be scaling up our operations down there gradually. Again, it's not diluting quality, it's the right people and the right desks at the right time. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really exciting opportunity for us and one that we're very much looking forward to. Stuart Terry, good to meet you. A massive thank you to Stuart for coming on the podcast. And I just love the vibe in New York and the intensity. And they're just scaling all the time. And, you know, they're, they're pretty fussy who they, who they hire in terms of people getting there from the UK. Um, so, so anybody that we've successfully got through the process with them, usually they'll have a degree, they'll have three years. More than likely it'll be in accountancy and finance financial services but their main thing is the insurance market and you know they're working jobs all over the country and one of the guys that we placed there you know uh, he was describing what he's doing and he was also describing the difference between his life in sydney and how easy recruitment was there compared to how how big a wake-up call it was coming to New York. Now, he's billing way more money in New York than he did in Sydney, but he's working a thousand times harder. And he's getting to fly to, well, he's getting to fly to the Caymans and places like that to win business and come back to New York then. And just, his life just sounds pretty dynamic right now. So it's great to, great to get to meet everybody there. And if you're interested in moving to New York, we, we have about 30 clients and most of them are hiring. You don't need a degree, but it definitely helps. If you don't have a degree, you better have a bloody good track record. If you're from Australia, you absolutely need a degree, but your track record probably doesn't need to be as shit hot as it is for the UK because the visa is a lot easier to get. Feel free to give me a shout. I'll walk you through all the clients, all the opportunities and the visa process. So uh, thanks very much. And we'll have another podcast out very soon.